30 years ago, Henry's mother made the deadliest Rafe's choice in cinematic history. Did she choose wisely? Let's talk it through because the good son is now officially 30 years greater. That's right. It's 30 years greater. The post show recaps and RHAP podcast where we are going back 30 years into the past to talk about movies from the 1990s currently living that 1993 life i'm josh wiggler i'm joined here by rob sesternino who has found himself holding two podcast feeds on the side of a cliff many times in his life yeah okay so this is it i mean this is like the home alone sequel that we didn't know we needed well people wondered why we didn't see a home alone 3 starring macaulay culkin uh spoilers mm-hmm. you didn't see the good son yeah uh took a turn for a witness protection uh kevin McAllister. he plays this exactly the same way well he maybe only has the one note it's possible. yeah <laughs> that's possible that's possible. possible terrifying here yeah that uh, note is terrifying well look uh i don't know how often we've had a chance to talk about this on podcasts and sadly the 30 years greater experiment cannot extend backwards to the Home Alone film franchise, at least the Macaulay Culkin starring Home Alones. Um, There's absolutely an argument that uh, Kevin McAllister is like a sociopathic psycho boy, Uh, like a a creative genius in cruelty. He doesn't tell the bad guys, don't F with me, but he might have. No, he may as well, though. He's like, oh, don't come after me. And then he throws like bricks in their teeth uh, mm-hmm. or like he's like, you know, he lures them into death traps. So really, the the line from Henry Evans to uh, Kevin McAllister, it's pretty straight. It's pretty right. straight. And uh, in the same way, like he terrorizes the bad guys and then goes to the police like, hey, these bad men are trying to hurt me. Like, yeah. uh, it's there are very similar thematic tone the tactics are really similar it's the tone i think yeah. uh of the films that is you different. could argue he is also trying to make his family disappear in this yeah film as well. <laughs> i made my family disappear he's really happy about it like the first time it isn't like a concerned i made my family disappear both mm-hmm. times he says i made my family disappear he's thrilled about it um Let's talk about The Good Son here on 30 Years Greater. Of course, if you're not subscribed, we recommend you do so. Postshowrecaps.com slash 30 is the RSS link when you search by URL. You can also just search Post Show Recaps 30 Years Greater wherever mm-hmm. you get your podcasts. You will find us that way. And yeah. Rob, when, um, when I started building out what it might look like, if we actually did this podcast series, and I mm-hmm. saw that The Good Son was coming up in 1993, that's, I was, that I was very pleased. I was very pleased. I was very excited. Had you ever seen it before? Yeah, so time? I saw it originally, like way back in the like probably like home release of. It. I think it was rated R, so I was not seeing it. It in... was absolutely rated R. It was a hundred percent rated R. Uh, yeah, and... I, I feel like that it would could have got away with a PG thirteen. I, I don't know. This is not the hardest of R's in the history of cinema. It's definitely not the good son rating. Let's just see what, yeah. Rated R, uh, the good son rated R, uh, the language is pretty tame aside from Culkin's one F word. It really isn't a big issue is what uh common sense media says in its review of the rating of the good son. Uh, but it was officially rated R for acts of violence and terror involving a disturbed child. Why weren't the Home Alone movies rated R under those mm-hmm. uh, pretenses? 
I think it has to do with the sound effects. I think if they would have put more wacky sound effects in this movie, I think that you could have played it for comedy. I think that that's probably right. I think that I wonder how much of this is a consideration, Rob. Mm -hmm. Um, The Good Son comes out very quickly on the other side of the two Home Alone movies uh, to situate ourselves in the 1990s into 1993. Who is a bigger star than Macaulay Culkin? There are answers to this question, but not many. Not many. Macaulay Culkin is huge at this moment in his life. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he is huge for, uh, it is 1991's Home Alone, I believe, or 1990's Home Alone, 1992's Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. In between these two films, this is a little bit of a pattern. Uh, He's in My Girl. It doesn't go great. Mm-hmm. For him and my girl, either though he's a sweet kid. If you were to power rank the Macaulay Culkin kids of the of the nineties of his film roles, Thomas J is like the sweetest of the boys mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, well, um, that's why the bees liked him. The bees loved him so much; they thought he was very sweet. Uh, and Home Alone Two comes out in nineteen ninety two, and The Good Son is going to be such an about face tonally. That do you think that there's any world where it's like we got to rate this R so that the kids know that they're getting a very different Kevin McAllister this time? I don't know how they come up with the ratings in yeah. terms of of that. You know, I'm interested just to know like, do, do they still make movies like The Good Son? Yeah, would this get made today? I think um, if you had asked me this question even two years ago, maybe even a year ago, I think my answer probably would be no. But I think we are living in like the the lower budget horror movie renaissance right now. We're like it's death to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. It is life to the original premise. It is life to like yeah. the low budget, uh, really like defined genre premise. Like your barbarians of the world, even like Megan. Yeah, these but movies so- are hitting. I feel like that tonally, like it would, the film would have like a little bit of a sense of humor if this yes. was made today, like yeah, a more Megan, yeah. where, you know, I, I think that there would be like a little bit more like winking to the camera and, you know, like really playing into the absurdity of this as opposed to this, which is played like pretty seriously. This movie is played rather seriously. Like there are like, holy shit types of laughs in this movie of like, I can't believe this movie just did that. But I don't know that the movie is like, I can't believe we just did that. I think this movie feels that it is an expression and an exploration of child psychosis and the, the horrors that plague young children and all of this stuff. When in reality, like the 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 joys of watching The Good Son are to just watch how extreme they take it with Macaulay. Clark. Right. Yeah. And I think that there are notes of like grieving and yes. how different people are uh, dealing with it's that. It's heavy. But it's very heavy. It, it's but it's not a horror movie. No. Um, no. it's just like a yeah, a little bit of like a thriller in it's terms thriller. of like how far is this kid going to push it because he is a monster. Yeah, I think that you're drawing a very important distinction between horror and thriller. And I think like thrillers thrived in the 90s. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I think like the thriller genre, uh, you know, is really a thing of the 90s in a, in a really palpable way. Uh, I think that we will find ourselves enmeshed with some really classic thrillers along the way. Um, how many thrillers involving like a small child being like the destructor of their family. That isn't some sort of like exorcist level horror movie. I'm not so sure. Uh, problem so I, child, problem child, problem child yeah. too. 
problem child kind of like is like at the center of the handshake between the good son and home alone wouldn't you yeah, say yeah i think so i think so yeah and problem child i feel like that the the problem child was like i i think that if i recall he was adopted and yes, by john he ritter was. he was and, but I, yes. I don't think he did things to john ritter i think he no did he liked like john to, ritter yeah. yes I, I how could you not uh, i think he yeah. did things like when they would like put him in like school and stuff like that he was bad to his classmates he was mm-hmm. bad to his uh his grandfather he was bad to his uh adoptive mother who turned out mm-hmm. to be quite bad to john ritter as Kramer, well yeah no, Kramer he liked, and then he didn't like Kramer because Kramer shot John Ritter in the prune. Uh, but he loved John Ritter. He loved John Ritter. It's a real shame that we're not going to get to do Problem Child. Problem Child would be a really, <laughs> really good time here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really smiley pies like a Problem Child would be a really good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the I think that this type of a movie, I think like the thriller maybe hasn't had like its major resurgence in the same way that like low budget super genre heavy horror is having its moment but um i do think if the good son were to succeed we'll have to ask chat gpt about it later because i do think it probably would involve some kind of a robot uh, you would think can you talk about this because i feel like that this is a very formative movie for you i know you uh reference it a lot yeah Yes. And that also, like, I it was lost <laughs> on me that they spend a lot of time in Maine, which I yeah. know is something that uh, you also yes, are, I spend uh, a lot of time to do. in Maine, uh, an up and coming Mainer myself. Um, so I was right in the sweet spot for Home Alone. Um, you know, uh, when Home Alone comes out, I'm like, what? I'm like six years old, and I contain multitudes. Rob, I can carry space for Arnold Schwarzenegger as the T800. Murdering fools, uh, and also hold space for Macaulay Culkin as Kevin McAllister murdering attempted murdering fools. Uh, so I was able to enjoy both of these things, and I loved the Home Alone movies, absolutely adored the Home Alone movies. And I think at the center of that handshake, maybe, is the good son. Uh, and you know, back in those days, you're not signing online and getting all the trailers through YouTube. You're seeing previews for stuff via like your blockbuster rental video. Uh, and so there would be previews for the good son. And so for a long time, my experience with the good son was through the previews of like, Oh, there's this weird movie where Macaulay Culkin is like a vicious bad guy. What's this all about? And my mm-hmm. brother, who is a couple years older than me, who was a really big horror fan, um, I think probably through him and like his friends having a sleepover, the good son like passed through his office uh, and down into mine. And so I clocked the good son probably earlier than I should have. Um, my tolerance for this type of stuff was was pretty high. And I think I was just like flabbergasted by the movie. I think I was just like dumbfounded, awestruck by the movie because we'll have to enumerate all of the ways in which Macaulay Culkin behaves. I think that this was my first Elijah Wood experience as well. Um, okay. and, it, and I think that it goes underreported that Elijah Wood, what a, what a sweet young, uh, young man this, this actor was. Uh, still is. Still is today. Mm-hmm. But like, what an incredible child actor Elijah Wood was. Yeah, what has he done yet uh, to this point? Oh, he's going to be on has Frasier. He, he has, I don't uh, think he is. So, is he really? Wow. Yeah, I think he does a voice on Frasier. Uh, um, so that he has... He's, he's right on the other side of Radio Flyer. Uh, so he has just done okay, Radio Flyer, which is Radio Flyer. Yeah. an intense Forever movie. Young. Yes. Uh, the Adventures of Huck Finn. Huck Finn. Yes. Yeah. 
Uh, so he's done. Is that a Jonathan Taylor Thomas in that? No, that's a different thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, he's on his way towards North, uh, is coming next. We'll talk North next year, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, and a couple of these other, I just watched the ice storm for the first time, uh, that Elijah Wood is in a couple years away from that. He has, uh, he has a really great nineties and Elijah Wood then obviously explodes with the Lord of the Rings franchise, uh, and has had like a very good, solid, steady career ever since. And seems like just like a really good guy, like a well-adjusted guy, as far as like the child actor thing goes and uh, clearly Macaulay Culkin's path takes him in a bit of a different direction. He's like the mm-hmm. most famous kid on the planet. And it sounds like his parents specifically, like his father seems like a nightmare person. There's a lot of, but were you reading the production history of the good son at all, Rob? Um, I skimmed it on Wikipedia. Yeah. Is there anything that well, it seems note? Like this movie was going to happen in the 80s? Uh, this movie yeah. was going to happen in the 80s. It was uh, commissioned because uh, an English novelist, Ian McEwan, had written this book, The Child in Time. 20th Century Fox was really interested in him as a writer. They wanted him to write about an evil child. Uh, we want you to write about the bad child and then turn it into the good son. And so it went through a bunch of different iterations. And eventually, um, Macaulay Culkin's father, who is his agent uh, as well, Kit Culkin, uh, who is like sort of like notoriously bad guy, um, puts his foot down and says, no Home Alone 2 lost in New York unless he does the good son. This is our condition. We want to show Macaulay's range. We want to make sure that everybody gets to see that Macaulay can do mm-hmm. more than just Kevin McAllister. So uh, he needs movie, an Oscar. The movie was supposed to happen in the 80s. It hadn't happened yet. He puts in for like, he needs to get an Oscar, I think is exactly right. Rob, my guy doesn't even get an MTV movie award uh, mm. for The Good Son. He is nominated for best villain in a movie at the MTV movie awards for The Good Son, but he ends up losing out to Alicia Alicia Silverstone in Crush, which I've never seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I don't think that we're going to get to because I think it happened already earlier in in the year. Um but Macaulay Culkin is like over indexed, has like a really struggle, you know, a big struggle with uh, stardom and all of that. And like he's, you know, made his way back in the ways that he's made his way back. But now it's all about Kieran Culkin, right? Like it's a different Culkin, mm-hmm. different, different Culkin energy. And oddly, he's like the one Culkin who's not featured in this movie. Uh there are other Culkins in this movie. Macaulay Culkin's sister is in this movie. She plays Connie. She plays the little sister. Quinn Culkin is Connie. His little I didn't sister know that. in this film. Uh, and in uh, picture form, uh, Henry's little brother, Richard, uh, that's Rory Culkin, uh, who is pictured as Richard. So like the Culkin producerial influence is very clear across yeah. the good stuff. If I was Kit Culkin, maybe I might have been pushing for the Elijah Wood role. Yeah, maybe. Uh, do you think that it's possible that like that was on the other side of the negotiation where 20th Century Fox is like, all right, well, we'll have him in here, but he's the murderer. He's the psycho. Yeah, I, I don't know, because I kind of feel like that he, he does get give you the murderer psycho in Home Alone. So if you want to uh-huh. show off his range, like I think that the other role where he actually could have been sad yeah. about like uh, like the loss of his mom and then yes. like been up against. But I don't know. 
I'm no Kit Culkin. What do you're I know? No, you're no Kit Culkin, but I think maybe you are a Hollywood uh, operator. Like you Kit are, Culkin. Like, you are drilling into the vein of perhaps why this movie uh, was not understood by a Kit Culkin. So mm-hmm. um, it was on my radar. I don't remember if I saw the movie before I knew the ending, or if I knew the ending before I saw the movie. But the ending is iconic. Uh, it is just like kind of like that, like. I cannot believe this is happening type of stuff. I rewatched this with Emily for like the third time that we've seen it together. And every time, like she is still just like destroyed by the ending. Cause it's so obscene and ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and nice uh, runtime also in this movie. I think that runtime with credits is like an hour and 20 minutes. We only like, we could have watched like four Frasers, uh, and mm-hmm. we would have watched more TV than we would have watched the good son. Uh, so I consider that a win. I consider that a win an 83 minute runtime for, the good son so mm-hmm. uh a, a, a great time uh checking out the good son september 24th 1993 is when that movie came out uh, a 17 to 28 million dollar budget the budget blew up thanks to the Culkins, i believe and it makes and 16- it's all on the screen it is it is uh yeah, right like the visual effects of this film are quite good I mean, <laughs> what do they do? They like they rented a house and they ran Rent around the and then they like uh, like rented a cliff. Yeah, they. Rent uh, a I, cliff. You know what? That one scene where a bunch of cars crash. Maybe that was like that was probably expensive. That was probably yeah. expensive. And also, like some of the props are uh, fascinating in this movie. So we'll talk about the the props department. Sixty million dollars, sixty point six million dollar return at the okay. box office for The Good Son, and then cult classic acclaim, at least in the Wiggler household for many moons to come. So let's talk about The Good Son's story, Rob. And The Good Son, as you mentioned, it is like, it is actually rather intense. Um, It begins with Elijah Wood, who is playing Mark. Uh, He is Mark. He is a small child who lives in Arizona. Uh, his mother is sick and is on her deathbed. And uh, before she passes away, Mark is pulled from like a little league game to go and be at his mom's bedside. And he tells her, uh, like, I'll never let you die. You can't die. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to die. You'll never die. And then literally the very next scene is the funeral, which yeah. is a, a so horrific she, juxtaposition. I mean, she made a liar out of him. Yes. Yeah. She made, she made a liar out of him. Mm-hmm. You think that damages his reputation moving forward? No, like, no, it no, it's very sad. It's and very so, sad. yeah, and then he's having to deal with that. Uh, yeah. But, you know, he feels like that he's going to uh, find a way to see her again. He's going to find a way to see her again. He's a real believer. There's this very sweet, innocent quality to, to Mark. The title of this film, Rob, uh, should really be The Good Nephew, Uh you know, because like he's not the good son of uh, of of uh, Wendy Krusen's character, Susan. Yes. Uh, he's the good nephew. Well, you either call it... this the bad son or the good nephew. Yeah. I mean, does the title apply to uh, Elijah Moore's character? Uh, Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood's character. Sorry. Yeah. The, the uh, too much fantasy football. Yes. Uh, Elijah Wood's character. Or does it apply to the uh, son who Richard. Uh, Henry? Yeah. Richard. Yeah. That potentially uh, I think we don't get a full admission, but I think it's the subtext is there that Henry drowned in the bathtub. That yeah, was Henry killed, killed him. You killed the good son. Henry killed the good son for sure. Uh, does the good son take place in the same cinematic universe as the good wife and the good fight? Do we know? And the good I doctor. Think so. yeah. 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 
Uh, that would be a good brand steal. The good brand steal. Uh, mm-hmm, the good place. One of these days. Yeah, the good place as well. I'll tell mm-hmm. you where Henry's going. Not mm-hmm. the good place. Not the good yeah. place. He's got a he's got a date good with Burger. Manson, but ooh, the good burger, home of the good burger. Uh mm-hmm. yeah. When's Good Burger 2 coming out? I think soon. Um, okay, so Mark is going to have to relocate because as his mother has passed away, his father has a business trip that he has to go on. The timing is quite awful. Um, Mark's dad is going to leave the country. Mark's father played by David Morse, an actor I'm always happy to see, but he has like nothing to do in this film. Uh, And he is going to deposit Mark in Maine where he will be. uh, He will get to hang out with Uncle Wallace who is basically a non-starter in this film. He has nothing to do other than mm-hmm. lock Mark up in a room at an inopportune moment. He yeah. sucks. Boo to Wallace. Uh, and Aunt Susan, who is going to be uh, a rather important figure in this movie, who maybe uh, the good son does apply to Mark because Mark is going to come to believe that his mother has reincarnated through his Aunt Susan. See, I didn't really get that. Look, I don't want to yuck anybody's yum in terms of their belief, but uh-huh. I can understand how, you know, you might feel like, hey, all right, well, like this, uh, I lost this person and then they're going to come back as this yes. um, or that. But yeah, I didn't know that a you lose somebody and they could sort of like hijack another person. Yeah, it's like, uh, uh, I, I think that it's sort of like ghost. Yeah, right. Like, uh, Ida Mae Brown. Yeah, Whoopi was able to contain a Patrick St- uh, Swayze or two. I was gonna say Patrick mm-hmm. Stewart or two. He's oh, that one. I mean, that's on film. Picard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then that takes a whole different meaning, and I don't want to get into that uh, R-rated movie we're talking about, not an R-rated podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Henry is going to be introduced at this point as Mark is taken to stay at Wallace and Susan's house, and. We get, we're going to have a lot to say about all of the uh, the red flags surrounding Macaulay Culkin as Henry. Um, the first time we see Henry in this movie, he, uh, he hangs upside down from the banister of the second floor of the house as yeah. Eliza Wood is taken into the grand foyer. Uh, and he is wearing like, the Phantom of the Opera's mask. Oh, he see, has... I thought it was more of like a Mike Myers and not the guy that we talk about from So I Married an Ex-Murderer. Yeah, he's got like the Halloween look. Uh, he's got like the like the, the William Shatner gas station Mike Myers mask. Uh, so Mark's cousin is an ex-murderer. Uh, and here's Henry and he's got like this paper mache mask. And he comes down the stairs wearing the paper mache mask and in full, unaltered, pure Macaulay Culkin line deliveries. Just like, Mark, it's great to see you. Uh, I made one for you so that we can be brothers now. And he gives him a mask and Mark puts it on. And Elijah Wood and Macaulay Culkin just like put their faces awkwardly close together while they're wearing these paper mache masks. And I think at this point, you know, you're in for a very weird movie. Mm -hmm. It's a very strange first meeting between these two boys. Uh, Let's just put on our like murder mayhem masks and have no problems. Yeah, he ever wear a mask like this. 
Uh, not really. During lockdown, was this an effective mask? I mean, sure, I guess. Uh, No, but I don't think so. I think there are uh, nose and mouth holes. So I think that sort of defeats the purpose. You'd have to put a mask over the mask. Yeah, or under, I guess. Or or under. Um, So, yeah, I would not really have liked this. Uh, But I I will say that the uh, Elijah Wood character, that he does seem into it at first. He needs a friend right now. Yeah. Um, Like... What the events of the good son happen at the absolute worst time for poor young Elijah Wood's character. Uh, this is just not a good time for any of this to happen. There's no good time for any of the events of the good son to happen to anybody, but like on the immediate other side of losing his mother and his father going off to work, and Mark is rudderless and he just needs yeah. like a grounding force. Henry shows up to be that grounding force, but it just so happens that he is a very bad boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very bad boy. May I just jump around a little bit in yes, terms of... I think we're at the, that moment. Okay, all right. So uh, at the end of the movie, we never see the actual dad ever again. We never see Mark's no. dad again in the rest he, of the he's movie. He's on the phone at one point. Yeah, he's on the phone points. at one point. Like, yeah. uh, what, what's the retelling of these events when he gets back from his work trip? Like, uh, boy. Yes. Uh, who's the dad? Is Jack? Yes, Jack, uh, yeah. you're not going to believe what happened. You're not going to believe this. Um, yeah, I had this question, not even just about Jack. You know how just... they say bad things happen in threes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah, it was really, really bad. Um, I had that question watching this movie this time of like, how does any of this get explained to anybody? Yeah, um, I feel it... like that Wallace is going to have a lot of questions also. Yeah, I think that I think that uh, Wallace and Susan might not have a great time after this movie because Susan, Wallace never, never believed for one second that Henry was uh, a no. psychotic person. No, and like the revelation that Henry is a psychotic person happens very fast. And this was a big question for Emily watching this movie of Susan's choice at the end of the movie. She's like lived with the information for five minutes and she makes the choice that she makes. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like how does anyone process any of this? This movie does a very nineties thriller uh, movie choice where it basically ends with the really, really big thing that happens. And then like a big sweeping shot of a natural Vista and at the very least in this movie, unlike Mark Wahlberg's fear, you do get some narration that kind of like guides you out of the movie, almost like gremlins, because you never know when a, when, a, when a Macaulay Culkin is going to murder you in your house. Uh, Hi, Henry. <laughs> Hi, Henry. Goodbye, Grandma. Uh, so there is uh, there's like no real closure in this movie. And so, like, I think a lot of the falling action uh, of the oh, other there's a lot of falling of action. the other side of the falling action would have been interesting to, to survey. Um, let's talk about Henry's psychotic behavior. Uh, yeah. the, uh, the Wikipedia for the good son uh, gets into it by saying Henry begins to display psychotic behavior and then it's really light on yada the yada yada they yeah. really yada yada through it uh, so I think the journey looks something like this Henry and Mark they just r- apparently you could just like run all over New England uh, this is stuff that I'm I, learning I hope so this weekend this is stuff that I'm learning right now. Oh, that's sports. Uh, it's, it's stuff I'm learning right now as a as a uh, a New Englandish transplant uh, in my later years of life. Uh, mm-hmm. You just run all over the place and just go unchecked and go from like yard to yard to yard. Um, 
Henry takes Mark Careful on the ice, though. Henry takes Mark to like his secret private well where he like hides away all of his like golem treasures, ironically mm-hmm. enough. Uh, so maybe Elijah would get a little sneak peek at that. Henry's smoking cigarettes. So mm-hmm. they have Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood just smoking cigarettes by the well. Yeah. You know, is this psychopathic behavior? Uh, or just like supremely it was the 90s. ill-advised. Uh, Kids started smoking at 12. They were, you know, doing lots of stuff at 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's yeah. like, okay, well, uh, definitely bad boy. But like, is he like a killer bad boy? Not necessarily. Then Henry picks a fight with a dog. Mm-hmm. He picks a fight with a with like a ruthlessly rough, rough, rough looking yes. dog. The beast. The beast is back. Yeah. So, like, take it back to the sandlot. The beast is here. uh, And the beast, like, chases them in a way that, like, it actually makes Benny the Jet Rodriguez look a little bit worse. In fairness, I mean, this kid's from the sandlot. They were, uh, you know, chewing tobacco. So, you know. It's true. It's true. He would have fit right in. Is this the theme that we're uh, talking about movies of young people uh, smoking and using tobacco products Mm -hmm. uh, earlier than they should? We have the Bronx Tale coming up soon. Do they, do that, do they <laughs> that have on? any? Yeah, yeah. Watch uh, for that. A sure. lot going on on a Bronx Tale. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they run away from the dog, and like they're able to like seal a fence behind themselves. Yep. And then McCauley can Culkin I add one thing the about dog. the dog? Yeah, yeah. The, the dog. So the dog is like this like junkyard dog is like chasing them, and yes. then they get like behind like a gate, and the dog is like, rah, 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 rah. and then Macaulay Culkin <laughs> like gets the in dog. the dog's face. Yeah. yeah, and he's barking in the dog's face, and he's like, "I love that dog." Yeah, it's like Jamie and Bobby John, just mm-hmm. like uh, getting right up to each other, barking at each other's face. That's what I like. Uh, <laughs> he likes it. He likes his little junkyard dog. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's just barking at the dog's face, and I think it's probably at this point that Elijah Wood's like, "I don't know, I don't know about him." It's an animal lover. Yeah, dog guy. guy. Yeah, I don't know. He says he's a dog guy, but I don't know. Like, is he just like doing like dog guy things that I don't understand? There's really no more confusion as to whether or not Henry is actually a dog guy because we come to see that Henry has built a sniper rifle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how else really to explain. It's like sort of I would like call it more of a crossbow. It's like a sniper crossbow. Uh, yeah. And it is like it's a lethal weapon that he has built. Uh, he has created like a murder machine, uh, and it is like this convoluted, like sort of looks like uh, like the maybe what the what the Sandlot boys could have aspired to next with their connects machine. Like maybe they could have made like a connects crossbow to take down the beast. But this is what Macaulay Culkin actually does: is he creates some kind of like sharpshooter device, and he snipes the dog. He shoots the dog. And Mark is horrified by this. And Henry tells him, I was just trying to scare him. I didn't mm-hmm. I, I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to do it. Uh, and Mark is deeply troubled by this. Mm-hmm. And then we get to Mr. Highway. Mr. Highway. Yeah. Mr. Highway. Uh, Mr. Highway. Mr. Highway. Yes. Uh, Mr. Highway. I call him Mr. Highway. So Mr. Highway is a dummy like a crash test dummy uh that uh henry has come into possession of and is a doll that uh henry uh is apologetic to mark about killing the dog and he wants to make it up to him and they go off on like a little play date and during the play date they bring mr highway 
to an overpass on a highway and Henry throws Mr. Highway over the overpass and a multi-car pileup occurs. And yeah, I do think that it feels like the 30-ish million dollar budget for this movie went like equally down the line to Macaulay Culkin's family and to the highway pileup scene. Right. Because this was practical. Effects, elaborate. It seems elaborate. Like. Yeah. yeah. This is elaborate. It does not look like a fun time. Luckily, uh, no one got murdered, death killed. Uh, do do we know that no one got MDK? As they said, there's a police report, and they said okay. that there was a few people that went for no minor MDKs. injuries, but they've been released. Okay, no MDKs here. Uh, so at this point, though, like Mark's like, all right, so like left to your own devices, you would murder me. I'm pretty sure now, like I can determine that you're a killer uh, and that you're a murderer and that uh, you're not going to be a good friend to me. And in fact, you might try to kill me in my sleep. Uh, and more importantly, um, Elijah Wood, who is starting to really take to the rest of the family. Like he really likes Susan. He likes mm -hmm. the, the mother. He's starting to view her as his mother reincarnated. He and Henry, I guess, importantly, spy on Susan at one point as she goes to a cliffside uh, that she likes to go to to contemplate uh, things. This is sort of like her thinking rock, mm -hmm. uh, Rob. Uh, Wendy Crewson, who like plays that. Susan, uh, I always, I, anytime I'm, I get to talk about the good son, I have to point out that she dated David Palmer in season three of 24. Okay. Uh, so that's the thing. Uh, so that's Wendy Crewson's kind of fame for me. Uh, and so he likes her. And then Mark really likes uh, uh, Henry's sister. He thinks Connie's like a sweet kid because Connie is a sweet kid. But Macaulay Culkin's now trying to kill Connie. Uh, his youngest brother is already dead before the movie starts. And now it's very clear that Macaulay Culkin wants to kill his sister. And it's going to, and Elijah Wood, it's up to you. If you want to, if you want to stop me, you're going to have to, you're going to have to never fall asleep. Basically. That's the mm -hmm. plan. Like a Freddy Krueger situation. Sort of like a Freddy Krueger type situation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He haunts your dreams. He haunts your dreams. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's going to uh, lure Connie out on an ice skating expedition uh, that Mark is unable to protect against. And by the time Mark shows up at the ice skating situation on a lake, uh, Macaulay Culkin throws his sister in like a, a triple axle to yeah. like the thinnest part of the ice. Figure skating was hot in the early 90s. This is like, you know, yes. Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya yes. Harding. Yeah. Yes. No knees were clubbed over the course of the making of The Good Son, uh, but uh, Jack's niece uh, was thrown into the ice as Connie is going to be tossed into the ice and she's nearly going to drown and she will be rescued and Henry's plan will be foiled, but she will be put into a coma. So, God, it's been really, really hard for this family. This is bad. It's a bad yeah. stretch. <laughs> the good son, the bad times. The bad yeah. times for the for the Evans family. Yeah. Uh, uh, cursed family. Cursed family. It, it's been rough. Uh, but, you know, nobody wants to still hear out young uh mark about no it no one wants to hear what elijah wood has to say uh there's like the guidance counselor the local guidance counselor who's maybe the worst guidance counselor ever is like mm -hmm. no mccoy colkin's cool he's fine you're imagining things mm -hmm. uh elijah wood there's nothing wrong with your cousin mccoy colkin uh he's good he's fine mac is fine 
and Elijah Wood doesn't buy it, but neither does uh, Susan. Elijah Wood will eventually go to Susan to be like, so I'm pretty positive that not only is your son a murderer who tried to kill Connie, but I do think he successfully killed your other son. She slaps him for this. Mm-hmm. She smacks Elijah Wood. She slaps him in the face and says, don't ever say that about my son. Yeah. Um, she probably suspects, I think. Don't you think she's suspicious? Has the thought crossed her mind? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe it made too much sense. Yeah. There's a missing rubber ducky. There was a rub- Richard had a rubber ducky. Richard is drowned, uh, drowns in the tub. It seems that Henry has drowned Richard in the tub and taken a rubber ducky that belonged to Richard, but had previously belonged to Henry. And that Henry has hidden the rubber ducky in like one of his various safe houses. Yeah. It turned out to be a rather important MacGuffin uh, in the movie. Yes. uh, The rubber duck. Uh, Yeah. Henry has a bunch of like storage units he has mm-hmm. a shed. He has a well. He's got the treehouse. And the treehouse, this is like around the time where probably if the if the good son is famous for, for one thing, it's the ending. If it's famous for two things, it's what Macaulay Culkin tells Elijah Wood while Elijah Wood has figured out uh, mm-hmm. that their friendship is over uh, and he knows that you're a murderer and he's coming for you. Uh, and what Macaulay Culkin says to Elijah Wood as they're at the treehouse, is Mark, don't fuck with me. Mm-hmm. Tread Maca- lightly. You know. Macaulay Culkin tread lightly uh, before Heisenberg treaded lightly. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't f with me. Uh, if you f with me, you're dead. Uh, is <laughs> is truly <laughs> what's going on here? Yeah. Uh, had you remembered the "Don't f with me"? No, it, I did it not. A shock to the system. Well, he to says hear it so plainly. Like, he doesn't even say it menacingly. He just like says it just like matter of fact. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. You like, can do uh, it. Yeah, yeah. You want to try it, Josh? Don't f with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's very straightforward. Don't do it. Uh, and we're supposed to be terrified. Are you terrified of Macaulay Culkin at this point in the movie? Yes, because he goes so quickly into being like such a tattletale snitch, uh, uh, butt kisser. The psyops are really uh, important to highlight. He's um, a gaslighter. He's a gaslighter. He's a like mm-hmm. a like a menacing gaslighter. Uh, it's like it's it would be bad enough that he's going around murdering family members. Yeah. But he then goes around and murders Mark's reputation. Oh, my God. Mark is being so crazy. Yeah. I can't believe Mark. He's telling people that I'm a killer, but I get straight A's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought maybe the worst gaslighting that goes on is when we see that Henry implies that he poisoned the family's food in the refrigerator. Right. Yes. Um. And this is very evocative of uh, a troll, too. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Elijah Wood doesn't have to pee all over the food to make sure that no one eats it, at least. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Yeah. Well, yeah. so but Mark takes it upon himself. He has to destroy all the food. He destroys the and food. And then Henry is like, Mom, Dad, come quick, Mark. He's being crazy again. And then, then they come down. And again, like, Wallace is only there to, like, wrestle Mark to the ground. Like anytime Wallace is in the movie, like, it's to manhandle Elijah Wood. Yes. Like yeah, that was I was gonna eat that 
that you know, was my lunch tomorrow. Right. And yeah. I don't think that Henry actually poisoned the food. No, no, I don't think so. I he's think just, a lot of know, this is like in Mark's he, head. He's in Mark's head. He's in Mark's head. So we see that not only is uh, Macaulay Culkin in Mark's head, but eventually Mark has gotten into Susan's head because uh, the evidence is starting to pile up. And mm -hmm. she is going to go and find out about the rubber duck Susan is. And this rubber duck has been missing. She's been grieving the, the death of her child. Her other child now is in the hospital. And now she has to confront the possibility that Macaulay Culkin is indeed some kind of tiny serial killer. Uh, and the fact that this rubber ducky that had gone missing has been in Henry's possession the entire time. Henry tries to lie about it. He tries to... Oh, I'm sorry. I just didn't know. Uh, I've yeah. completely forgotten. Could I have it back? Mm -hmm. And Susan says, no. And then he like turns into like the Chucky doll and yeah. like tries to like. Well, uh, it was mine first. It was mine first. Uh, he like he turned when Bilbo turns into like the Gollumish thing in the Lord of the Rings. It's like that. He like goes mm -hmm. to like snatch the ring back and she uh, is very freaked out by him. She's very mm -hmm. freaked out by him, and he yeah. takes the toy and he throws it down the well. Takes his ball and goes home. Now, did he want it, or did he just not want her to have it? Because why? If you throw it down the well, I mean, you can't get it back. Well, I do think that this ends Unless up there's being a bucket. Like, I think that I think that there's like two. Yeah, maybe he has like a. Does he have like tongs, like a long tongs that mm -hmm. he can uh, he can put down the well? Maybe it's not uh, that deep of a well. Yeah, he seems adept at the rope ladder. I think if there had been a rope ladder at the end of the movie, I think that he survives. Mm -hmm. Even just a rope, just like a solid rope, I think he would make it. Uh, so he's he's good with a rope. Um, I think that the movie bears out that Henry has uh, uh, ranked choice priorities here. Uh, his first choice would be to keep the possessions and keep the people for himself. Their lives, yeah. their deaths, he would like to claim them and own them. Um, and he would, above all, love his mother's uh, forever approval and uh, single devoted uh, adoration. If he cannot have that, uh, or if he feels like she is going to give that to another person, he's absolutely willing to kill his own mother because that becomes the next plan. The new plan, mm -hmm. uh, new plan, uh, plan B is, all right, well, if I can't kill Mark off and kill Connie and take the, the love of my mom and have it for myself, then I'll just kill my mom, uh, is what he tells Mark. And Mark is mad about this well because mark has said like well she's my mom As she's like yeah she does he does like talk tough to macaulay at this point it's like she's my mom now my mom got mm -hmm. resurrected as your mom and now she's my mother and macaulay colgan does not like that he's upset yeah. he's upset about it uh but it does lead to the event and no not the short-lived nbc series that also starred a ritter uh, we are looking at the cliffside event uh, and we're going to go on a little walk through the woods. Henry has asked his mother to go on a walk. Um, and this is after he has like staged a fight with Elijah Wood. And Wallace has once again manhandled Elijah Wood and has locked him in the house. And Macaulay Culkin's going to take his mom for yeah, a long walk. Yeah, he could have gotten out of that room. That room had like nine doors yes. that Wallace locked him in. Yeah, so Wallace probably should have locked him in a better room. Mm -hmm. uh, so Elijah Wood's going to escape, but uh, Macaulay Culkin has a big head start, and he's going to take his mother out to the woods, and she's finally going to ask him, like, 
So Henry, did you do it? Did mm-hmm. you did you do the thing that you're being accused of? And Henry basically says, maybe. Henry, what? Henry, uh, he says, yeah, maybe I did. What's it to you? And he goes on a little chase and he runs away because she's saying like, you need help. And he's like, I don't need help. I'm perfect the way that I am. I'm not going to one of those places. You're the one who's going to need help because he lures her to her thinking cliff and he pushes her over it. Mm -hmm. Call an ambulance, but not for me. Not for me. It's for you. Uh, He pushes her over the cliff and it is really like a very lucky hook of the arm, I feel like, that uh, prevents Susan from getting insta-killed here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know how she gets back up from this cliff. Incredible upper body upper strength. Upper body strength. Incredible upper just... body strength for Susan. Uh, mm-hmm. Like it has a it has a limit, and she reaches the limit. But like the amount of uh, physical activity she is able to do that is derived from her upper body is Herculean. It is positively godly. Uh, mm-hmm. She is like not like halfway down the cliff, but she is like twenty feet down the cliff. She is like hooked onto a vine or something. Henry's about to throw a rock at her. Mark shows up and we get like big child fight, huge child fight, a real scuffle on the side of the cliff. Mm -hmm. And during this scuffle that doesn't seem like it's going for terribly long, Susan is able to propel herself up the cliff, climb the cliff, get get to the top of the cliff side and be there just in time for the two boys to roll over the side of the cliff and she's able to catch them with each arm. Uh, Mm -hmm. She's able to catch both of the boys uh, and she has not had like a second to take a break yet. So it's very commendable, very commendable at this point. Mm -hmm. She's got Macaulay Culkin in one hand. Have you ever been in this situation before, Rob? Where you've had had Macaulay Culkin in one hand Mm -hmm. and Elijah Wood in the other. Mm-hmm. And you have to make a choice. Have you ever faced the difficult decision, Rob, where in one hand you have uh, what seems to be like the tried and true and familiar option, and yet you suspect maybe it's problematic. And then in the other hand, you've got like the new possibility that could be exciting and is probably maybe a good choice, but you just don't know it as well as the first choice. And you have to make a call. You have to choose one. One of them you have to let go. Because if you've ever found yourself in that kind of a situation, yeah. I would say that you have found yourself at the end of The Good Son. Yes, I feel like that you have often found yourself in this position. Yeah, yeah. I think about life a lot in these terms. Uh, I think about I think about life a lot. And let me be very clear. I've not always chosen the right child. I have, yes, I have. okay. <laughs> but, but I'm very interested in understanding and diving deeper into the philosophy of the good son because I have to say yeah. that I don't feel like that this is often a relatable choice that I'm making in my life. I feel yeah. like that there is... Um, I almost feel like that I'm often dealing with two Macaulay Culkins. <laughs> you just like, have which, to is pick the, which is the worst Macaulay which Culkin? evil child uh, yes. to, to pick? Uh, well, in one hand, the evil child is the thing that you are directly responsible for, uh, that this is mm. the, the evil child is the one that like it came from you. That's your evil child. That is your charge. That is your responsibility. The good son, the good child was, I don't want to say 
foisted upon you, but let's call it a late arrival, new to mm-hmm. the game, recently on the scene. Um, and you know that it is like the better thing than old reliable. That's mm-hmm. old reliable. How do I yes. drop old reliable? Yes. Sometimes you shouldn't drop old reliable. Sometimes mm-hmm. you should hang on to old reliable. Sometimes you should maybe drop both things and then just like uh, recover your upper body strength uh, is a possibility. You mm-hmm. can't always pick them both up. If she was like the Hulk, maybe she'd be able to pull up both Henry and Mark, but she's got to make a choice. It's a real, this is, this, this is the Rafe's choice, Rob. Yeah. It's the end of the good son. Right. Got to make a call. Got to make, make a choice. Call. Gotta yeah. make a choice. Do you feel like strategically did either yeah. of uh, the uh I guess did Henry uh uh overplay his hand? Here? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um yeah, maybe like should he have said like mom, I'll go to the place. You can put me in one of the places. I'm sick. Mm-hmm. I'm sick. I have a I have a problem. Like, should he have recognized at this point that there's really no gaslighting her anymore? That's pretty clear. He did push her off a cliff and try to throw I need a rock mom, I need help. Right. Yeah. I need help. I need help both literally right now in terms of being able to physically climb up the cliffside and also mom, I need help uh, because like I will kill again if left to my own devices. Uh, mm-hmm. And you're right about that. You're, you yeah. observed it correctly, but you're going to have to help me kill Mark first. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Mark makes no argument. Mark doesn't say yeah. anything. Mark mm-hmm. is just like, well, I think Mark probably thinks it's over. Mark's probably like, oh man, that's Mark's that's been through a lot. That's her kid. That's her kid. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Henry has the better grip, it seems. He's got two hands on, uh, and Mark has just the one. And so Mark's really slipping. Uh, And for what it's worth, Henry's very calm throughout the whole thing. Mom, Mm -hmm. I love you. Mom, I love you. Yeah. Mom, help. Uh, Just sort of the same flat affectation throughout the entire movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Susan says, Henry, a few times. And she drops Henry and Macaulay Culkin finally kind of has like a wow, like, yeah, like his flat affectation changes mm-hmm. and he falls. He plummets to his doom and Henry, the, the menace is over. Mark is saved. Susan forever traumatized, deeply so. Uh, and the ending ending of the movie is we're back in Arizona as Elijah Wood wonders. Yeah. I just will really think about what happened to Susan. If she could do it over, would she pick me? I guess I'll never know. Mm-hmm. Why won't he ever know? Is he never going to see Susan again? Has the family shattered after this? Um, I would guess yes. I, would I guess think Wallace might have. Like Wallace, so his brother was Jack, the dad. Yeah, I believe that's correct. Yeah, it's like, uh, maybe it's like, hey, you know, um, maybe there's like the good son too will play out between the two brothers. Um, yeah. But it's like, hey, uh, like we, you know, I, I we said we would babysit your kid while you went on this business trip, and now my kid is dead. Yeah, yeah. As we're discussing idea. the philosophy of the good son, you know that there is a moment where that it, I, I thought this was an interesting conversation between uh, Mark and, and Henry, where they're discussing about um, Mark says to Henry that listen, or sorry, Henry says to Mark. Uh, you know, you got to loosen up a little bit, man. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, you know uh-huh. look, uh, I used to be like you, but, you know, once you find out that you can do anything, you're free. You're free. You're free. 
don't be afraid to fly, he tells him. Uh, this line is repeated uh, mul multiple times in the movie of like, okay, one day you'll fly. I mean, did Henry ultimately get his wish? Henry flew. Fly? He flew. Yeah. He flew. Mark got to see the bad man fly? He, Mark got to see the bad man fly. Henry Henry went for barbecue and flew. Mm -hmm. uh, he got out, he got his wish, but I think he didn't fly actually is what it turns out. I think, I think Henry's philosophy is, uh, is disproven. And I think, uh, you know, for many, many years, I thought about the good son and it's ending. And one of the most notable qualities of the ending is that it feels like it just comes out of nowhere that this is how it goes down. Uh, that's like, mm -hmm. we're a cliffside and we're dropping kids. Like this is how the movie ends. But I think that you've seized upon this idea of you just you'll be free you'll fly you'll soar uh and henry is demonstrably proven wrong because when he would have had the opportunity to fly instead he falls he falls to his doom mm -hmm. so like i guess the movie is like kind of i don't know if it's an argument against being free so much as it's an argument against like that's actually not freedom that's just killing people mm-hmm yeah. Okay. Well, like, they disproved that theory. Yeah. Yeah. Some inhibitions are important. Um, the good son, 30 years worse, 30 years the same, 30 years greater, Rob. Uh, I think it's 30 years the same. Yeah, I, I, think I don't feel like it's, it's aged uh, terribly. I mean, yeah. I feel like I love that the impact it's had on you. Yeah. I love thinking about the good son. Mm -hmm. the good son I'll put the good son on at least every couple of years. It's mm -hmm. so short. It's it so very short. short. Yeah. 83 like, minutes. Very tight. Very tight. 83 minutes. Like an episode of television. Yes. Uh, it's it's very like if you were to do uh, like a Macaulay marathon, your Macaulay marathon is really helped along by the fact that this movie is so short. Uh, so the good son slots into that very, very neatly. Um, there have been no sequels to The Good Son, at least that I am aware of. Uh, no reboots for The Good Son either um, until now, Rob. Um, so are you more interested in a reboot or a sequel? I guess I'm... You want to reboot the franchise? You I, think, see I don't know that there's too... I mean, there was a lot to explore in terms of the immediate aftermath of Elijah Wood's survival, but I just don't know that it's, like, juicy enough now in 2023. I guess we could reboot it so that Elijah Wood's the father now mm -hmm. and see what happens. Does Elijah... Does history repeat itself uh with his family going back down the good son rabbit hole does he have a henry in his future i guess i'd be kind of interested about that but i don't know how you ask chat gpt how to make that movie for us um i think he's very very simply okay uh okay. that chat gpt says it's called the good son colon family ties oh gosh okay all right okay yep Mark Evans, the once traumatized child, uh, who I didn't once think traumatized once, yeah, who had who had to make an unthinkable choice. I mean, really, it wasn't he didn't realize to make much of a choice. No. He's now haunted. He's a family man haunted by past memories. Uh -huh. But when his past resurfaces, Mark must once again make an unbearable decision to protect his family from a looming evil that bears a familiar face. Okay. Oh God, is Macaulay right. back? All right, so or is the face the paper mache mask? Um, but we're really uh, so okay. Let me give you. It's giving me like act by act. Okay. Oh God, really going deep. Uh, all right, in, the, in act one, Chad Mark he loves the good son. 
Yes. Chat Tuesday is like, I've been, I've been dying I've been for you. Waiting for somebody to ask yeah. me this. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. So in Act One, Mark is shown to be a loving husband and father with a picture perfect life. But Mark starts to have nightmares and flashbacks about Henry. Mark gets a call from his mother, Alice. Now, again, now hold on. Are we would retconning the mom back into this. Yeah, I think she's back. Uh, who says she thinks she saw Henry. Okay. Okay. Uh huh. So yeah. then, <laughs> okay. So, so he's, Henry's on the loose. Mark Henry's returns back. to his hometown to confront. So we're turning his past. this like into like now it's going to be like a Halloween Nightmare on Elm Street Friday the Thirteenth level franchise. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see where it goes. Okay. So Mark okay. returns to his hometown. Now again, his hometown. I don't think this is where Henry would be. No. So he investigates Henry's grave and found that it had been tampered with. Oh, God. Mark discovers that Henry is indeed alive. Henry oh claims God. to have changed. So Sophia, that's Mark's child, starts to dig into her father's past online and becomes suspicious. Yes. Mark attempts to tell Karen about his past, but it's interrupted by Henry's sudden arrival at their home. Okay, okay so here's so. the adult Macaulay Culkin is back. Yeah, all right, so you're not home alone. You're home, so but Henry you are home starts, with Macaulay again. Starts to bond with uh, Mark's children, okay. which worries Mark immensely. Yeah. Uh, Detective Williams starts to investigate the weird occurrences surrounding Henry's reappearance. Okay. Mark finds evidence of Henry's malevolence, including subtle manipulations aimed at breaking his family apart. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sophia, which uh, let me just make sure they give me a character description. Okay, that's Mark and Karen. Karen is his wife. Yep. And Sophia is his daughter. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, so that then uh, Mark tells his wife about. Uh, okay, so 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 the daughter confronts Mark, uh, revealing uh, the haunting past to uh, Mark. Reveals everything to his family. Okay. So then, okay, Henry kidnaps Sophia. Forcing Mark into a deadly game of cat and mouse. Wow. Detective Williams starts to believe Mark, but is critically injured by Henry. I mean, the guy picks up right where he left off. Yeah, he's really Mark faces off against Henry, resulting in a climax where he must make a heartbreaking decision to save Sophia. I guess well, maybe maybe he has to save his wife or his daughter. Oh my god, he has to pick between Karen and Sophia. That's not in the actual script. I, I that's our input. Yeah. That's our. It's implied. Mark's family is safe, but is emotionally shattered. They understand the depth of Mark's early trauma. Henry okay. is finally arrested or killed. We don't. Yeah, we don't know. We, we still have some uh, creative license there. Yeah, uh, and and in the final scene, Mark visits Henry's actual grave pondering on the vicious cycles of family and whether they can ever be truly broken okay so the movie structurally really does match the initial good son um yeah. i so if he has to make a heartbreaking choice that's not defined and if we're kind of assuming that it's karen and sophia that he's holding on the side of the cliff but we also hear that uh his family is safe by the end then i think that the choice that mark seems to have made is to just get shredded incredible oh. upper body strength he gets he has he spent the past 30 years uh getting like 30 years greater as far as being able to just do like ridiculous amounts of pull-ups mm -hmm. uh bench yeah. press like he's able to like his core so is tight i asked chat gpt to go into further detail about this decision yeah. that mark has to make okay yeah so it turns out Henry has orchestrated a perilous situation where Sophia is trapped in a precarious setting, uh, similar to how Henry endangered Mark's sister in the original. ChatGPT is the details yeah. a little fuzzy. Okay. Yeah. This yeah. time, though, 
that there's a derelict building rigged with traps. Mark arrives armed with the knowledge and intuition of Henry's twist. Henry's kind of like the Joker. Yes. So Henry well, so is uh, Kevin McAllister, honestly. Yeah, he confronts Mark and reveals his finally gambit. He hands Mark a remote control with two buttons. One arm, one button will disarm all of the traps, freeing Sophia, but also unlocking the door of the room that Henry is in, which allows him to escape. The other button will trigger a trap that ensures Henry is captured, but puts Sophia in immediate life-threatening danger. It, it, the choice is so clear. You got to protect Sophia and let Henry escape. Are you going to let him loose? Yes, you are, because we threw Henry off a freaking cliff <laughs> and he lived. So, like, nothing you're going to do is going to stop him at this point. So you may as well. You may as well let him loose, because even if you keep him under lock and key, he's coming back. And then mm -hmm. you can't say the same about Sophia. You have to protect Sophia. Lift well, you'll never, another day. you'll never believe what he chose because with tears in his eyes, he makes the gut-wrenching decision to press the button that triggers the trap for Henry, <laughs> but endangers Sophia. Oh, my God. That's why now I'm in. Yeah. That's I'm in. Okay. Wow. But he's able to. Sophia's then, choice. Yeah, Sophia's choice. Uh, but he was able to then save Sophia. Okay. So I, I do think that's some sort of like deep investment like in Jigsaw his own now some like deep investment in his own athleticism i do think is something that occurred over the court like i have to like that, made, that part makes sense yeah like he has to like batman himself to prepare against the joker like he has to go and like uh train with raz al ghul or whoever mm -hmm. the equivalent of raz al ghul is in the good son universe uh yeah. so that like the day that henry comes back he'll be ready he'll be prepared mm -hmm. if he has to like run to like the sophia trap he'll be able to do it mm -hmm. um I think that that's among the first of these that I would totally line up to see. Uh, <laughs> I do think I would go and watch that movie for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. Very, very interested to check it out. Uh, all right. So that is the good. Do you have anything else on the good son? No, no, yeah. we did <laughs> so much on the good son. A lot on the good son. Yeah. Um, okay. So next week, really excited about this. Uh, not 83 minutes, but 102 minutes. So another like relatively short one. A classic that I think I've actually only seen one time a really, really long time ago. Um, and I don't think I was at an age to appreciate it at mm -hmm. all. So I'm very excited to revisit this one. Dazed and Confused. I'm excited. I've never seen it, actually. You've never seen Dazed and Confused? No. Yeah. I like. I have very, very few memories of Dazed and Confused. Uh, I know lots of great actors in this. Uh, widely I'm loved. often Dazed and Confused. I'm always dazed and confused. Every single dazed, I'm confused. Mm -hmm. uh, so really excited to go and revisit it. Uh, it originally released September 24th, 1993. So it went head to head with Good Son and Lost. Oh, uh, what, what a, uh, let's see. The good and uh, good and confused. The good and yeah, the good and confused. We'll save that for next week. Let's see if we can't do a crossover between Days and Confused and The Good Son. Uh, if we're trying to uh, Brendan Fitzpatrick, Zach Brooks movie ladder from The Good Son to Days and Confused, both of these movies, I believe, feature uh, underage people smoking. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so. I think we'll be, we'll be good to go to Days and Confused next time on 30 Years Greater. Make sure you are subscribed. PosterRecaps.com slash 30 for the RSS link when you search by URL, or you can just search for 30 Years Greater wherever you get your podcast. A rating review would be so appreciated as well if you've got that within you to do. If you want to watch the video versions of these podcasts, PosterRecaps.com slash YouTube. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. You will find us that away 
Rob is at Rob Sesternino, wherever you can find him on the internet. What's going on, Rob? Uh, suits yourself. How's that going? Suits every single day. We're into yep. season three now. Of course, uh, Survivor is right around the corner, not to mention everything going on uh, with Big Brother as well over at robhaswebsite.com. Amazing. I'm at Ron Howard, wherever you can find me, mostly here at Post Show Recaps. To the good son. Perhaps we shall see you, Mark, and Henry, and Sophia in that terrifying jigsaw-level death trap in 30 years. But to everybody else, we will see you next week for days and weeks. Till then, take care. Bye-bye.